At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is the final hour of primetime action on a Tuesday night from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio, as we welcome you back. I'm Ben Wilson with Jeff Parles. Why, Tom Check behind the glass, our producer. We got Sean McCollum drinking Dr. Brown's back there, who we, which we discovered last night was a soda. I, you know what? I, I didn't even realize that they sold them here at the, uh, at the South Point. But uh, again, Sean, uh, the man, Sean. A, man, a man of, uh, of, uh, of big wisdom. Big, there. big wisdom. Isaiah Von Vrinkel, after a couple great nights behind the glass, Isaiah back in his uh, his usual perch downstairs. Jeremy Wengel, our technical director, trying to get a rally there for Jeremy. R- Orioles reverse run line uh, down 3-2 right now, top of the seventh. But with the rest of the score updates, we send it to one. Wyatt, Tom check behind the glass. What do you got, Wyatt? One question, though. How, how, how often did you ask or how uh, hard did you guys try to get Isaiah to talk? We, so he, we, he appeared, he was basically like a mime. He would nod his head, go thumbs up, wave. But we got him in the triple box a couple times. Isaiah did make an appearance. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. I'm proud. That's all, yeah. right. That's all we, we wanted. That's all we wanted out of Isaiah. Why? We, we, we know he did he's a great job. talk on here. We know. Yeah, Isaiah's the MVP job. of this, this network. Uh, some scores around the uh, MLB here in the eighth inning. The Marlins clinging to a 2-1 to one lead. Money line for the Marlins, minus 425, 324. The Reds total is sitting at 4.5. In the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth, Braves are on top 5-1. to one. Total is off. Braves are sitting at a minus 3,000 money line favorite. 12-1 to one for the Phillies. Rays on top. 
top of the Orioles, 3-2 in the seventh inning, minus 285 for the Rays, plus 225 on the money line for the Orioles, total sitting at 7.5. In the sixth inning, Cardinals hanging strong with the Blue Jays, 3-all here, 125 money line for the Cardinals, minus 155 for the Blue Jays, total at 9.5. Yankees and the Mets, the fun game here today, 5-3, Mets on top in the fifth, minus 360 for the Mets, plus 280 for the Yankees on the money line. The total has now been bumped up to 12.5. In the sixth inning, Padres on top of the Tigers, 3 to nothing, minus 1,700 for the Padres' money line, plus 900 for the Tigers. Total is sitting at 5.5. Guardians are on top of the Red Sox, 7-2, to uh, minus 2,500 for the Guardians. For the Red Sox, 11-1 on the money line. Total is sitting at 13.5. That is the scores in the uh, MLB. All right. Jeff, you're you're in pretty good shape there. Mets up two, although I mean that game. Ah, that game. That game's got, that game's got three we, hours left. We, we, we got it. We 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 have we have at least a, at least a tie game coming at some point probably. probably. Brewers though, the fade, the raw fade of Dylan Buddy looking good so far. There, you well, already I have mean, a winner on as Marlins as first five. As long as Mister Small doesn't have to see Byron Buxton again, we might be okay there. Because Buxton, that first yeah. inning homer, is still going. And I think so. It was very close to getting him again down the left field line earlier. Or just. Just short uh, of that one there, Ben. Okay. Still 3-3 also. So Wes Reynolds, who had the under there in Blue Jays Cardinals, he is hanging on by a thread. There were 3-3. Three, 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 uh, that was pretty early in that game, too. It's still 3-3 three, three now into the sixth inning. As far as the night games coming up, just a couple here within the next uh, 35 minutes. We'll preview the late, late games here in a little bit. But uh, Carlos Rodon goes for the Giants, Jeff, coming up. And uh, it'll be an interesting match there. Giants in Arizona. New starter, it looks like, on the mound. Arizona made uh, a switch for the second consecutive day. Oh, it's very helpful there for the Diamondbacks to uh, continue to uh, keep us off balance here. Uh, as you said, Rodon and Gilbert, your matchup. Rodon's big favorite. Big favorite for the Giants on the road at this point of what that team is. Minus 185 on the Giants behind us. Plus 170 on a take back on Arizona. Eight and a half on a total. Ben, the, 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 the luck seems to have run out for the Giants at this point. Uh, just just the magic of a year ago is just not there. They're 500. They're five behind San Diego now. Uh, the, the, the other wild card teams are starting to distance a little bit. Uh, St. Louis is up two and a half, even with not having the best start to the second half. So I, I'm very concerned about the Giants at this point. And again, I, I, I doubt they will sell, but it is one of those where if the Giants have a bad next week, because the deadline is a week from today, mm, they have a yeah. bad, bad week, and all of a sudden they're four and a half behind the six seed. I wonder if the sentiment changes a little bit for the Giants. At two and a half, you go for it. Four and a half, mm, gets a little more dicey there. Do you think because of where that market is and the success they've had, it would kind of be like a regardless, we're just going to go for it situation? Is that is that one of the few teams that could be maybe immune <sighs> I, to a bad stretch right now? You are also dealing with a very smart front office. That, that too. again, they didn't trade Bumgarner a few years ago, ended up getting nothing for him. So you, you are in a scenario where you could be looking at uh, them maybe doing the opposite. But, again, I think if you're, with, if you're within in this new format with six playoff teams in each league, if you're within three and a half games at the deadline, you probably should try, especially when they only have two teams to hop. Now, if they're like five to hop in the American League where you're looking like Baltimore, who's a year in front of schedule and has a bunch of teams to hop, you don't – you sell. You still sell off the pieces where you get 
market high for Jorge Lopez, who's been phenomenal as their closer. You probably trade Trey Mancini. But it's a different game with the Giants, who think they are built to win now. Tough part as well for the Giants. Right, right around middle of the pack and strength of schedule still to go. The good news, we'll start with the good news, Jeff. Go ahead. The good news, they have 22 games remaining combined between the Diamondbacks and Rockies. So that, those are a lot of winnable games. The bad news, they have 19 games combined remaining between the Dodgers and Padres. Ten against L.A. Yeah, they, are, they, they, they do and have we a... Just, we saw the serious ownage. The Dodgers just swept yeah. the Giants in four straight last weekend. It, it is a mixed bag schedule because I see a four-game series against the Cubs, a series against the Pirates, but then you mix in a series against Wyatt's Braves and a two-game series against Milwaukee. Like you, you have all sorts of things mixed in there where middle-of-the-road strength of schedule makes sense. What's a fair price at this point you would still you would lay on the Giants to miss the playoffs? Right? Oh, boy. DraftKings, they've pulled those now that the games are underway tonight. And it's it's pretty it's wow. still near I mean it's near an even money price. I mean it has been kind of back and forth now the the no I, is certainly I, I, the no I, is favored. I, I think a dollar seventy five is still up to, good. Up to one seventy five. Yeah, I, I think that's still yeah. good. And again, look the the big thing is it all comes down to do you trust the teams that are in front of them? I do not trust the Phillies at all. Period. Don't trust them at all. The Cardinals, I trust them a little bit more than than I do Philadelphia. And I think the Cardinals, when at full strength, are a better baseball team than the Giants are. Cardinals are threatening again. Looks like Barrios' night is done. Runners and on left the corners. Him in too long. Two outs, top of the sixth. There. One other game starting in, again, the next 30, 35 minutes. This is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch. My one play of the night, I am backing the Houston Astros tonight, Jeff. Luis Garcia and Houston going up against Frankie Montas in Oakland at the Coliseum. Likely to be Montas's final start in an A's uniform. He was limited last Thursday, was coming off the IL, only threw three pitches. Or I should say, th- not more than three pitches. Went three innings, but he was limited uh, in that start. Though the reports though coming out of it were pretty positive. Felt like he only had uh, normal soreness in his shoulder after a, what would have been a usual start for him. But I, I really don't understand the market movement and why it has been so drastic, Jeff. This game opened minus 180 overnight. Actually, behind us at the South Point is the best number by far in the market at minus 150. Everywhere else is, for the most part, in the minus. Anywhere from minus 155 as high as 165 right now at DraftKings. What do you what do you account a line move like that for? A's win game one of the series last night. And to me, Jeff, this is just a classic scenario of you have the market maybe overreact a little bit to a team that looked a little flat in game one of the series last night. And I, I wonder if we're overvaluing the fact that it is Montas's final start here for the A's. And they want to give a good showing for him, a guy who's only won three games this year, despite putting up really, really good numbers. I'm not arguing against Montas as a pitcher. I really like him. But it seems a little extreme to move that line 30 cents just on Montas getting his final start tonight. I mean, I I can't really argue with you. I mean, we're still talking about the A's who are putrid. 29th in WRC Plus against righties. Last in basically... Every offensive category. They're, they're, they're this the year. second worst team in baseball. Last in oh. average on base, OPS, 29th in runs. Man, I, yeah. just looking through this, it really is just amazing how bad Washington's pitching is. <laughs> just oh, looking yeah. through some, some yeah. of these stats on these horrible teams here. But uh, look, the, the, I, I, I'm not going to bet this. If I were to bet it, I mean, $1.50 on the Strohs in, in, against this team seems pretty good. But uh, man, also, too. How about a seven with minus 30 on the oh, under? I know. <laughs> with, I know. With the Astros lineup, no less. Well, and that's kind of why I was thinking, all right, this has to be Montas-driven market-wide. You'd, and assuming he is, he is good to go with no pitch limit tonight, 
the the A's used their top four relievers last night, even though Zach Jackson only threw one pitch. So likely they will need Montas to go deep in this game. But that is a little stark to see, even in a pitcher's park with two good guys on the mound, 700 minus 130. I do really like Luis Garcia, and that's part of my handicap as well here. Guy has a 365 ERA on the year, but the expected ERA of 338, the expected fielding independent pitching of 358. And he's been a guy who's, who's had a couple of uh, – his numbers would be a lot better, Jeff, if it weren't for a couple of blow-up starts he's had mixed in there. Gave up five earned in a random home start against Kansas City. Gave up five earned in a random home start against Miami. So he's had a couple of weird outings at home this year. But for the most part, you look at his, his, uh, his starts on the road here, four straight quality starts in road games uh, away there from, uh, from Minimade Park in Houston. And a guy who in general is just really consistent, pitched well against the Yankees in his last time out on Thursday – and that's part of the hand, uh, part of my my basis for not playing a lot of these games out of the All Star break, not wanting to back guys who I wasn't really sure of what we would what we would get out of after long layoffs. But the fact that that Garcia just pitched five on on four days rest in his normal spot in the rotation is something I, I do like. Already has to start coming out of the All Star break and pitched pretty well. Only gave up two runs in five innings against the Yankees. Astros are a juggernaut. Last yeah. night, notwithstanding, I mean, this team is a lot of Jordans in the lineup. So we're. No, we're I was like, is somebody hurt? No, it's a full lineup. I mean, I mean, again, yep. uh, again, uh, Tuve still going to miss time, as we know, with that injury. But good to see Jordan back, and good to see Jordan, who, what a what a player he is. Yeah, I, I mean, what, so what 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 a masher of the baseball. There's a lot of Jordan things we is. can complain about the the state of Major League Baseball, but the fact that we've got. Like the greatest, the distribution right now of top end star power at the at the very high peaks. If you just look at the AL in particular, Jeff, it's as good as it's been in some time. Oh when yeah. When you have a don't Otani Judge Alvarez trio at the top of the AL, and that's just one league. We're it's doing good. Pretty, we're doing pretty well. We are doing pretty well. Uh, we will get back into some NFL props when we return. We we talked about least wins props earlier. We're going to talk most wins. What do we think about that market on the other side here on Primetime Action? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. 
because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back on the show, final hour of primetime action. Jeff, similar to how the Yankees met sweat for you is going to be nearly an all-night affair. Same thing developing in Milwaukee, where pitching has not exactly been uh, stellar so far, and that includes the, uh, the Brewers' youngster Ethan Small in just his second, uh, second career outing has given up a couple more runs, but Luis Arias hits a solo shot, so 5-3 Brewers at the end of the third. You're sweating a couple of 5-3 games right yeah, now, Jeff. I, I don't know why we just... I, I'm, I'm good with my Brewers bet. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. good about making that bet, but... We really, uh, why don't we just bet the over in that game? I know it was a big number, but. It's easy to say. But you're, again, Dylan Bundy stinks. He's terrible. And yes. the sample size so, so far for small has been a disaster <laughs> in Milwaukee. So uh, it's just one of those where you kind of, kind of, you're kicking yourself. Like, why do, why do we, yeah. why don't we just take what was staring right, baseball, at, right at us? Baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's why. The nightly 100%. adventure betting Major League Baseball. We talked earlier in the show about these least wins markets. And just to recap, our thoughts on, on the least wins market, we, Jeff and I, we, we kind of see the same way on that. We sort of like at 4-1 to one Atlanta as the second uh, short shot. Houston is the favorite at plus 275 to have the fewest wins in the National Football League. And a little further down the board, the Chicago Bears at 10-1. to one. I certainly agreed with all the points you made, Jeff, in our first segment talking about this. As far as the most wins market, Buffalo, your favorites, they're the Super Bowl favorites. AFC, AFC East favorites, all that. Plus 450 to have the most wins in the National Football League this year. Tampa Bay is a close second at 5-1. to one. Then, you ha- then you have the Packers at plus 650, Rams plus 750, Chiefs and Chargers, if you are more bullish on one of those teams in that division, 8-1. to one. Don't you kind of have to exclude right off the top, though, Jeff, all the AFC West teams, just given yeah. how tough that division yeah, is? So yeah, let's, you, let's, you, just, let's just write off Yeah, I, I would. I, Broncos 16-1. to one let, as well. Let's put it this way. 
you're doing it wrong if you're betting the Broncos in this market. You're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. I, I, they're, they're not I, – I think they're finishing last in that division. So they're definitely not going to have the most wins in the NFL if that happens. And it's just too tough of a division to bet Kansas City or the Chargers. Sub 10 to 1. That's way too short. I know they're both both of those teams. I I think will be, I think the Chargers will be very good. The Chiefs I think will be a little bit down, but still be good. Uh, that's just too tough, Ben. What this comes down to for me, you look at the n- numbers on your screen. You definitely cannot bet Dallas at sixteen to one. You can't bet Baltimore at sixteen to one, even though that's a little more intriguing than Dallas. I am much lower on Indianapolis than everyone else seems to be. I see a path. But that would mean they are much better than I think they are going to be. Could you make a case for the Colts being that? And we saw this years ago when Tennessee started off like 13-0 and back in the Jeff Fisher era. Tennessee, the number one seed in the AFC last year. And and last year, too. But just in that, in a division that we've seen time and again is really, really bad at the bottom. If you are not high in Houston, if you're not high in Jacksonville, and if you believe that Tennessee will have a down year this year, as a lot of smart NFL people do that we've at least talked to in the offseason, is that a team that could potentially just sort of out Pythagorean theorem and out DVOA their way to just a ridiculous regular season only, but, to, only to come up But, but the, the thing is, they could, like, their sabermetric numbers could look good this year. If Matt Ryan still has anything left in the tank, and I lean towards Matt Ryan is probably done, mm-hmm. but he still is probably better than Carson Wentz. I mean, so, probably, yeah. So you're in a scenario where... Indy may very well end up winning this division because everyone else is terrible and Tennessee takes a massive step back. So we're... And third easiest strength of schedule compared to the win total, which is why I I just think of, could there be a team that we, not that we say are paper tigers or fraudulent, but there could be a team in this mix. If there's a long shot you look at, I think it has to be Indianapolis. I guess so, but I don't don't like any of these teams. I gravitate to Tampa. And I don't even think the Bucs are as good as they were a year ago. But they're they're playing in a bad division. Their schedule is not terrible. Seventh and, easiest. And you still have Tom Brady. And I think the one thing is with Tampa as opposed to Buffalo, who I think is the rightful favorite here, is that Buffalo could be susceptible to hangover effect from that last game that they lost to Kansas City in the playoffs. Where Buffalo could start slower because of just the fact that their schedule's a little it's very difficult the first six weeks. And B, you could have a scenario where they're they're still feeling the effects of that loss. Tampa's not gonna have any effects of that loss against the Rams. They shouldn't have been in that game for one. And two, it's Brady. It won't allow that his team to have any ill effects from a playoff loss the year before. So I, I would gravitate to Tampa, but these are very hard numbers to bet, Ben. This is a hard market here. If you look at the just the overall ESPN PFF, the roster rankings, and you combine those with strength of schedule, Buffalo, they have number one. Buffalo, though, does have, as, as you talked about, tougher strength of schedule. Uh, 18th is the strength of schedule this year. So uh, in the bottom half, if, you, if you're comparing who's got easy versus, who's, versus who has hard, the, ran, the, sorry, the Buccaneers are number two, which, again, kind of makes sense for where they're at in the odds board here. Seventh easiest schedules. Then it goes, uh, if you look after that, it's Chargers three. But we just kind of laid out why you don't want to, again, really, really difficult schedules. All four of the AFC West teams have a bottom half uh, strength of schedules this year, why you wouldn't want to back them. So, I mean, is there a case you could make for the Rams if you are not buying 
if, if you aren't buying what you said, and we saw earlier today, if you missed it, Kyle Shanahan comes out and they have officially, in San Francisco, they have committed to Trey Lance as their starting quarterback, even though there was already the assumption that would be the case. If you are not high on Seattle with an interesting quarterback soup of Drew Locke and Geno Smith there <laughs> That's in, the, to put in it. the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> if you're not high in Arizona, given all the personnel issues around the Kyler Murray contract and the distractions they've had in the offseason, I know on paper it's the second hardest strength of schedule uh, by opposing win totals. Uh, no, evidence no further by a week one game at home against Buffalo. Is there a case to be made where the Rams have kind of that classic defending champ season where they look really, really good? A lot of the warts on that team get polished and covered up only for the, facade, the cracks in the facade to show in the playoffs and, and end up being a team that, in retrospect, wasn't necessarily as good as we thought. My, my big concern with the Rams is that that schedule is just brutal. And even, look, wouldn't shock me if they go 6-0 and in division. Wouldn't shock me. But the Niners seemingly have their number in the regular season. And you're crossing with the AFC West. That's the That's bigger tough. issue. Yeah. You're crossing with the AFC West. Oh, and by the way, your other cross, your your extra ninth home game is Buffalo. So you're, you're basically in a scenario uh, where it's just your cross games are really difficult. So I can see it. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams, kind of like Tampa last year, where I thought Tampa was much better in year two with Brady than they were when they won the Super Bowl. And they end up going out in round two because they play a tougher schedule in, in the second year with Brady in the regular season. And they run into the eventual Super Bowl champs. Would not shock me if that happens to L.A. this year. Where the Rams actually are a better football team, end up with a worse record, win the division because the NFC West is down behind them, and then end up losing in the second round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't shock me if the Rams essentially had the same season that Tampa has a year ago. From doing this exercise, I feel like we can say there's really nobody at the top of the list we would necessarily no, and want and, to bet. And, yeah, if if you're looking tough. at a flyer, maybe Indy. Maybe. And I'm higher, I think I'm higher in the Colts than you are, Jeff, this year. Yeah, I, I again, I think that's a division and Indy wins at 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven because someone has to win that division. Mm -hmm. They'll go over 500, especially after last year's debacle at the end of the year. I'm still bitter. But they, they, uh, they, they're, I think we overrate them. I think we overrate them. And I, and I like is Frank. Is it market love for Frank Reich? Uh, yeah, I like a, a Frank Reich. widely respected. I like him. I think he's a good coach. But I think we overrate, We have overrated that team the last few years. Uh, and we especially ended up overrating them big time by the end of last oh, I, year, of course. I know, so, I, I, look, I fell right into that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean. The week, the week 17 loss to the Raiders was the one. They had to win that game. But Carson Wentz got COVID in the middle of the week, and the NFL changed the rules because of it for unvaccinated players, and it still didn't matter. So, uh, yeah, look, the, Col the Colts earned missing the playoffs they last year. They, they earned it. They earned costing a lot of us, i.e. me, yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> That is that is uh, that is safe to say. Speaking of losing money, I hate to do this, Wyatt, but uh, oh, no. Spencer Strider has been pulled. And I look at his box score, and he got the six strikeouts, and he needed seven and a half. Oh, that was sad man. tale. He was looking so wide. good. Five, He's five pitched really well. I mean, he only gives up three hits in, in six yeah. innings, but that's not the bet Wyatt Tomchek made. No. Although this is my favorite loser video, so at least it, I will take it with honor. Hey, loser. Take it with honor. Yes. By, by the way, Ben, I just want to do a quick update here for our guy Jeremy Wangel downstairs. The Baltimore Orioles have just taken the lead oh in the bottom of the eighth inning. Urias that. with a two-run homer. 
Uh, that is uh, that is Ram that is uh, Ramon Urias with Ramon the two run Urias. Uh, so Jeremy needs another run here to get that for first run line. Home here in a four-three oh, game. By, by the way, that, that so would close. be a, that would be a spectacular win for Baltimore if they can get this one now. Santander had gotten one back solo homer in the fourth, and then Urias the two-run shot. All four of their runs coming on three different home runs in that one so far. You know what we haven't talked about at all tonight, Jeff, is college football. But we're going to do that next. Some long shots to make the college football playoff. This will be fun. I know Jeff has takes. We'll do that next on Primetime Action. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We are we are in full root. Our technical director, Jeremy Wengel, home mode right now, Jeff, because uh, he has got the reverse run line in, in the Orioles game. Took Orioles reverse run line against the Rays. They take the lead by one in the bottom of the eighth, and you're thinking, oh, man, come on. It's a close call. But then double for Jorge Mateo. Interestingly enough, decides to steal third, up one in the bottom of the eighth with one out. But he is the American League leader in stolen bases. So I, if there's a guy you, you give the green light to, I guess it's him. 24th stolen base. And after a walk to Cedric Mullins, runners on the corners, one out, bottom of the eighth, with Trey Mancini coming up, maybe in his final few days as a Baltimore Oriole. So let's go. Let's one, get this done. One last great moment at Camden Yards for Mancini, potentially, maybe. Maybe. By the way, uh, George Springer, Springer Dinger, 8-3, Toronto. Oh. In and the if you bet the Grand Slam prop, uh, that was a uh, that was, was a, a that was a Grand Slam. Was it? it was yeah, looking. it was a Grand Slam. So there you go, Grand I, Slam did, prop. Did, loses. I, did Isaiah bet it again? I don't think so. For nope, the umpteenth, no confirmation right now. For the umpteenth no, game in a row, the Grand Slam prop loses. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I kind of wish Isaiah had actually bet that today. I thought it would have been amazing. Eight three. Uh, yes, after the Springer homer, and that that takes the uh, total over there. So over nine. Uh, eight three. Bottom of the six. Five unanswered right now for the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going to be very interested to see. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to be that interested because I know what the reaction is probably going to be out of St. Louis to uh, to uh, what with, with no Goldschmidt and no Arenado in these two games. But I am kind of curious to just see if the Cardinals go on on, on, on a stretch here that, that, again, they lost two out of three to begin the All-Star, post-All-Star break games in Cincinnati. They're losing tonight. I'm just curious where if your two best players out of these games in Toronto, you get swept potentially in Toronto. Does this kind of snowball into a, a stretch where the Cardinals just aren't playing particularly well and yeah. lose a bunch of games? I'm curious to see if that happens now uh, Now with Toronto with a five-run cushion there with three innings to go. The fortunate thing for St. Louis, though, one of the easiest strength of schedules remaining. It's a it's a They're playing top a bad five division so with three that, teams that are really not that, good. That is, that, that is certainly part of it. Uh, we'll do one final check of the uh, of the scores here and then preview our games that start at the 10 o'clock Eastern window that will come up. We have two still to get to. We'll do that in our next segments. This will be fun. Let's get, to, get some college football chatter going, Jeff. Yes. Is there anybody we feel like this year who could be a long shot, an outsider, to make it into the college football playoff, the top four? Again, if you look just at the, at the very top, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, those three teams at the very least are all 
uh, pretty significant favorites to make the college football playoff. It, Clemson is right around a pick em, so you could make the case. Well, if things don't turn around now that Dabo Swinney, if, and if, if you look at if you compare the records with Dabo Swinney having Brent Venables as his defensive coordinator and not having Brent Venables as his defensive coordinator, it has not been pristine necessarily by any means for Clemson. And are we just assuming DJ Uyunglele turns it around this year as the Clemson quarterback? If the answer that, to that question is no, and if Clemson struggles, albeit in a pretty weak ACC, do you believe, Jeff, there is, even, there is going to be an angle here where you could get a somewhat surprising fourth into the college football playoff? All right, let's, let's just think about this here real quick, Ben. Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. They're probably yeah. going to go 13-0. They're in. Alabama is going to make the SEC championship game at a minimum. At worst, probably going 12-1 and again. They're getting in. Georgia, if they get through the regular season undefeated, they're getting in the playoff even if they lose to Alabama and Atlanta. And that goes for Alabama, same deal. If both those teams are undefeated, they're both in. So that's three. You look at the, the, the rest of it here. I don't trust Clemson at all. I don't think Uyunglele is any good. That's one. Do we trust USC to go from four wins to playoff in year one of Lincoln Riley? I don't. And Caleb Williams started showing cracks in the armor by the end of the year. So you're now trying to figure out, all right, does Oklahoma have enough still on that team in order to make the playoff? I don't think so either. So now we get to this list. The answer I would go with, and I, as crazy as this will say, sound I should say, if Mario Cristobal was still there, yeah, as wild as it sounds, because we don't know what, what what Lanning, the new head coach, is going to be. We don't know what Dan Lanning is as a head coach coming over from Georgia. If they still had... Cristobal there, and I know Cristobal has been a has been a, uh, a a controversial subject on this network in the past of of his coaching abilities. I actually look at Oregon at twelve to one. Now the problem that Oregon's going to have is forget USC for a second. Utah seems poised this year with a stable quarterback situation finally, and a head coach who never gets to do that he fully deserves in Kyle Whittingham. But Oregon, if you're looking on this list, which includes AM at seven to one, the Longhorns at nine to one, Notre Dame and Wisconsin at ten to one, Oklahoma State along with Oregon at twelve to one. Mm-hmm. Oregon would be the one that I would look at here on this list in front of us, potentially. Now, do I think they get there? No. But if we're we're looking for something that I don't see being hard to fathom. It would be Oregon at 12 to 1. And we're going to do, we'll look at all the favorites tomorrow as well. And some of the teams you mentioned, uh, Utah, Michigan, those are a couple of the teams that are, they're outside of that first tier that are believed to be either odds on favorites or very small plus money prices to make the playoff, but they're not as long shots as these teams. Now I was just, I was doing the calculations. It's funny. We we get a lot of funny one-liners here from Sean McCollum on on audio during breaks. And Sean was like, Hey, there's no value here in betting the no. It's like, yeah, Sean, that's because these are all long shots. Now, if you want to do parlay these all together though, which I just did, I don't don't think you can, but if you wanted to go ahead, theoretically you could, if you were of the opinion that, okay, I don't give any of these teams a chance to make the college football playoff. What did it pay out, Ben? Uh, Minus 240. It's not horrible. 
It's not bad. By the way, if you made me bet a no on that list, it would not even I would not even hesitate and it would be Texas. That, just lay minus eight. Yeah, it would not even be a hesitation. What if do you, you think made about, me bet one of those? What do you think about notes. A&M, a team that is a perennial underachiever? Per, they beat they the, the fact that they beat, beat Alabama, Alabama last, last year, year and still lose four games tells yeah. you all you need to know about the Jimbo Fisher era in a nutshell in, in uh, College Station. Are you buying anything of what Jimbo and with, with the number They're, one recruiting class coming in that they have any any shot there to break in? And that is that is your first long shot you look at. They're very talented, Ben. So I'm not going to say it's impossible. The problem that they have is, is that they're not beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa this year. And inevitably, one of those other SEC West teams is going to be better than we expect. I think LSU is the one to look at of being better than expected, even though with even though we love going after Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's still a good football coach, even though again him in Baton Rouge seems like a totally ridiculous fit. But I uh, hereby uh, declare. Yeah, it just yeah. just uh, yeah, bizarro world there. But A and M does also have to play Miami at home. Like yeah. that's a game I expect my uh, A and M to win, but that's not a total gimme, uh, especially if Tyler Van Dyke ends up being as good as I think he can be this year. Uh, obviously, Bama's on the road, Auburn's on the road, LSU's not going to be easy. Easy Arkansas is going to play him tough because that's what Sam Pittman does. Uh, that schedule is just too tough for me to see them getting through at eleven and one, which is what you would have to do in order to make the college football playoff if you're A and M. And, and if, speaking of SEC West teams that where win totals might be kind of intriguing, I mean, with what Sam Pittman has done at Arkansas, incredibly impressive. That, incredible like that, job if, by if Pittman. I'm, if you're asking me, like, okay, pick the number two, the second place finisher in the SEC West. If you now, if you if you had that offered as a prop, Arkansas is the team I would I would bet. I mean, over seven and a half plus one twenty five with the infrastructure. The fact that he's built up that infrastructure so quickly at a place where. Jeff, you and I covered the SEC less than a decade ago. Less than a decade ago, five years five, ago. That's why yeah, that, technically <laughs> that is true. Arkansas just appeared to be like outside of Vanderbilt, the most hopeless program they, in the SEC. What Chad Morris did there was unfathomably they, like, bad. It was a pit of emptiness and despair in Fayetteville. And within five years, since we were covering the league, that is a team that I could very easily see win eight games, and that's a, and then you could get plus money on that. Your right one concern with Arkansas here is their non-con schedule is especially tough yeah. because is. they host Cincinnati to open the season. By the way, good on Cincinnati going out and good taking this game, yeah. and good on Arkansas for actually saying, "All right, we'll play you guys." Good on everyone for having that game being played. Uh, they do get uh, the fight in Bobby Petrino, so uh, very interesting spot with Bobby going back to Fayetteville with Missouri State Most in Week State. 17, uh, or September 17th, I should say. Uh, and then the other two non-guy games, like at BYU yeah. in Provo, is a really difficult game. Really Sa- tough game for them to take. in between. Bama home at Mississippi State and at Auburn. Yeah, and your brutal. sandwich game is that. And then Liberty, they'll they'll beat Liberty, but Liberty's not an easy out. So I, it, that's why that's a plus money you, on the seven and a half. You can also make the case like you don't schedule that way unless you believe in your personnel. That, yeah, or, that, or, or, or or your Sam Pittman and you're you're like, you know, we're gonna play anyone at any point. Doesn't matter what hey, my roster is. If every is. coach was like that, because we're gonna play hard. If every coach was like that, college football would be more much more palatable. It would be, especially in the era we're about to be in, which is the super conferences.
where, where teams are going to be forced to do that sooner rather than later. We'll come back. we got a big update for our technical director, Jeremy Wengel. Orioles have gotten a run. Can they hold on? We'll update that next preview of the late action on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on primetime action for the final time tonight on this Tuesday evening from the South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas. So we got the run. I say we, Jeremy Wengel, technical director, got the run he needed. Uh, Orioles reverse run line. Now can Jorge Lopez and the uh, and the O's hang on, Jeff? 5-3. They just had a near double play that was overturned after one of the worst umpiring calls we've seen in some time on the field where the guy, well, you said what, half of his foot had already touched the base and they ruled him out anyway. 
Uh, so, going to be a sweat, though. Runner on first, one out. 0-2 count, though, to uh, Brandon Lau. And you're very preoccupied with something. Oh, I mean, I mean Rizzo, Rizzo, I think Rizzo just got hit by a pitch, but uh, there's no good angle <laughs> that they're showing on the broadcast. Uh, but that would put runners at first and second for the Yankees. Yankees should challenge that. I, I'm pretty sure that hit Rizzo. It looks like that is. Well, they are announcing something right now. Runners on first and second, one out, 5-3 Mets lead over the Yankees. The one final we do have, Marlins beat the Reds 2-1 tonight, so that has gone final. Uh, some guy named Shohei Otani hit a homer. Tonight. Is he good? Is that guy good? 21st of the year. Angels 2, Royals nothing. How about the performance the, the Angels have uh, have gotten tonight just uh, randomly from Jose Suarez? Why one not? Hit, sure. One hit in five innings, nothing it, else. The lefty, pretty good. It is a horrible team they're facing, though. I mean, yeah, that, that is that <laughs> a is, pair of horrible teams that is there true. in KC. Uh, and this has gotten a little dicey as well for the the Padres, who got off to a quick three nothing start. Led had a three spot in the third inning, but uh, two runs on a Jamer Candelario homer. So that's three homers now in two games for Candelario. Seven two game into the bottom of the eighth. So uh, sweat time if you had the Padres there tonight. Still big favorites on the live market, but after the disappointing, pretty flat spot they had. Yesterday, to open that series, it has not been the most sparkling of performances tonight. Uh, meanwhile, I think we had another near double play in Baltimore that's getting another Are we getting review. another review? We're getting another review to maybe end the game here. <laughs> I just, can we please get this? It would be a really fun winter video for, for Jeremy, who, uh, you know, had a tough loss last night on the, well, it wasn't tough. I mean, the Padres got blasted, but this would be a nice way to make up for it. Reverse run line on the O's going against Shane McClanahan, the Cy Young favorite in the AL. And it would be an absolutely awesome win for Baltimore. Yeah, and to score three in the bottom of the eighth. So it was a fielder's, definitely a fielder's choice. One out, let's see. Did they get him at, uh, at first? I, not, I can't tell from that angle. That doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, the camera, that camera doesn't even show the feet. Does not really. No, he's safe. Does not really help us there. And it looks like the Braves, this will be an, a big win for Atlanta, a big bounce back spot for them. 5-1 top of the ninth there. Wyatt, even though you didn't get home on, uh, on your strikeout prop with Spencer Strata, really impressive showing, though, from the young, uh, young rookie. I'd imagine... It's funny, him, he, like he's looked great tonight. Michael Harris, the guy he's basically battling at the top of the odds board, hit a homer tonight. You would think those guys' odds are only going to keep shortening. I mean, as a Braves fan, you you like to see how, I mean, they just won the World Series last year, and they have two guys that are, you know, rookie of the year contenders. Like the, the, the depth of this Atlanta Braves team, they're going to be contenders for at least, you know, five to seven years down the road. It's a nice young core to have. We'll say that. Uh, Jeff, two two games still to come here. It's funny. We we did the uh, – you missed it last night, Wyatt. Jeff with the bet at the buzzer last night. As we started digging into Tony Gonsolin, we both decided we really wanted to fade him with about a minute left in the show. And I remember I talked about uh, Nationals' first five over one-and-a-half team total. We were talking all sorts of ways to fade Gonsolin. They all worked because the Nationals put up a four spot in the top of the fifth last night. Ended up winning that game as, as pretty massive dogs. It is Josiah Gray tonight against Mitch White. Gray for the Nats, White for the Dodgers. And uh, not as steep of price tonight, uh, Jeff, on the Dodgers. Seeing them at DraftKings minus 250, plus 210 to take back on the Nationals with a nine total juiced under, or some shops have eight and a half juiced over. You know, uh, again, Ben, bad night if you just went the straight chalk parlay with the Astros and the Dodgers late with both yeah. of them losing. Well, at least at least one was an easy loser early, and you were just you were just out of it. If you anchored the Dodgers to the last to the very last thing of a parlay, that was yeah, that, that that would not a not a fun uh, result. I 
I know I have no play here. This is not the same as as what we had last night, where it was pretty much clear that Gonsolin's regress had started already, and it started in St. Louis. It continued in the All Star game, and it continued here uh, last night. And and it was that fifth inning. Every single prop that you and I mentioned ended up hitting. And Every of course, naturally we na- naturally we couldn't bet naturally most of can't them. bet any of them because because uh, 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 we're here. So uh, look, I, I would say this, Ben. Uh, I, I would. I don't love laying a dollar thirty-five on a run line, but that would probably be the direction I would go in this game. Yeah, Later, lay run and yeah. a half with the Dodgers. This feels like a bounce back against a horrible team. And even though Gray has had his moments of looking pretty competent this year, and somehow is seven and six on his win loss on a team that is thirty-five games under five hundred. So uh, I, yeah, I, I would only probably look to a Dodger bounce back tonight. Okay. Trevor Gott not helping you out there, Jeff, in Milwaukee. Three-run homer for Gio Urshela. Oh, He's a happy fella. It's 6-5 in the top that, of the fifth. That, that game is far from over here, but that's just goodness. Trevor Gott, who I really like as a reliever, but he had a stint on the IL. Really hasn't been the same since then, Jeff. And, right. And they, yeah. they, they brought him in early in this game. Easy the, over, the youngster, by the way. Young, yeah. <laughs> the youngster in just his second start, Ethan Small, does not get through four innings, and it is 6-5. Twins game goes over, and we get a winner video for Jeremy because the Orioles do it. Reverse run line. Let's go. Wangle's on fire. As he mentioned to me, it was back-to-back reverse run line wins for him. Very nice, Jeremy. Wow. wow. Very nice for a take for a it, TD. Get a three run get a three run spot there in the bottom of the eighth to get you home. Getting you know, one of the best pitchers in the game. That's a that's a great spot. I'm glad Jeremy was able to win it. You know, we we really trashed his Bears uh, earlier tonight. Yeah. So it, it's a good bounce back for him. Not bad. But but by the by the way, Adam Adovino gets out of a, a potential huge jam in the top of the seventh inning against the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees attempt a double steal. And Tomas Nito throws through the second and gets Rizzo out, trying to steal second on the back end of the double steal. And then Torres uh, pops out to end the inning. So that is still 5-3 Mets. And Ben, that game that was steamrolling towards going over eight has been sitting on eight for a nice while right now as it's still 5-3 as we go to the bottom of the seventh. Orioles now over 10 games over 500 at home this year. What a great, what a great, Jorge what a great Lopez. betting what, team that is. What, what a what a story for Jorge Lopez too, who who really just his entire career before this year totally revitalized. Just just mediocre to bad, and as a closer here, he's been one of the best closers in the American League, yep. and quite frankly, should be a very sought after piece at this deadline next week. So certainly, certainly should if you're looking at it that way. Last game of the night as well. One more to preview here. Dane Dunning in the Texas Rangers going in Seattle. George Kirby on the mound there for the Mariners. Seeing, seeing the M's here at uh, the DraftKings book. Minus 180 right now. Plus 155 on Dunning and the Rangers. An eight juiced over there. Uh, I'm seeing anywhere from minus 15 to dollar 25. You got to lay if you like the over. I know that was John Legazer's play last night. Came up just a hair short. Ended up on seven even though he had the closing line value in his uh, in his mark after uh, John joined us on the show last night. Anything you're looking at in this uh, in this late one as well, in, in addition to our Nationals-Dodgers play we have coming up in about 15 minutes? This is one I'd be also be looking at. Uh, again, I don't, I don't love run lines, Ben, but this would be another one I would look at Seattle here. Uh, Kirby's the better pitcher in this game. And and and, and look, for, your, for Seattle here, Ben, you have to basically wipe the slate clean now. After that really horrible series over the weekend against the Astros, they win last night, win a one-run game. 
take advantage. All right, you know what? That series is done. We're going to see the Astros again a bunch down the stretch here. We'll get our other cracks at them, and we may get a crack at them in the playoffs as well. Let's get back to what we were doing so well beforehand, just playing good, hard, fundamental baseball. And Julio Rodriguez also back in the lineup tonight after missing a few games uh, with that with that hand bruise that he suffered. So uh, good news there for Seattle as well. I, I would only look towards maybe even laying a dollar sixty with the M's. I don't have a problem with that if you want to go that route. Uh, maybe do your uh, Ben. Go with the artificial minus one here in Nevada and in other jurisdictions mm. you can lay on an alt line, a minus one with Seattle. Maybe that would be the route I would go okay. tonight in this game. You, are you still a believer in uh, in George Kirby in general? A couple of, yeah, couple of tough I, outings in his last three, but fine. that's a, a guy with a ton of high upside. Guy, guy is great stuff. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And this is a good lineup. Even though the Rangers have some pop in this lineup, they are a team that will strike out. So not a bad not a bad spot no, for no him doubt. in that ballpark. Is that is that a guy you'd be willing? We talked in a, certainly if it's a Juan Soto trade, yes. you'd have to part with Kirby. Yes, hundred percent. If you're looking at another high high acquisition deadline target, is Kirby uh, Kirby in the mix? You'd be looking to you'd be it's willing close, to move it's him. It's close on Luis Castillo because that would be the one guy that you would look at uh, yeah. high end starting pitching wise. Uh, again, uh, if it's Soto, there are very few guys in baseball that are untouchable to me for Juan Soto, and they may may only even be on one hand for guys that are untouchable for Juan Soto. There are a little bit more interesting dynamics for my team, for the Mets with that, because the Mets are now rumored for Otani. I mean, apparently they reached out to the Angels about Otani. Again, I don't think Otani's going to get dealt in the the week, but he's up after next year, and if you're Otani, why would you languish in Anaheim at this point? Other than the fact that it's a nice place to live. Languish is the perfect way to describe it, at least at this point. 95 lost pace. At least they're winning tonight. Uh, this has been a very, very fun time, as always, on the show. For Wyatt Tomchek, our producer, for Jeff Paros, for the whole crew downstairs, we say so long here for prime time action. Up next, it is the nightcap from our Circus Sportsbook studio. We toss it over to those guys right after this here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. 
There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com.